Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. I just want to apologize. I am in a little room in a car repair shop getting my oil changed. And it's quite echoey. And there's a TV out in the waiting area that is probably on the highest it can be. (laughs) So I'm so sorry if you hear anything in the background. Okay, let's talk about the gospel. It is awesome. Let me read it and I'll tell you where we're going to go as when I'm done. <laughs> All right, it's Matthew 14:22 through 36. Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, The boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat and the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. After making the crossing, they came to the land at Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought to him all those who were sick and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. This honestly, is one of my favorite Gospels. Because it smacks me in the face all the time. First of all, Jesus goes up by himself on a mountain to pray. Do we forget how Jesus prays in the Bible and yet we ourselves don't? It's a grim reminder that we need to live a life of prayer. Live a life of a relationship with God. And what I'm talking about here is not prayer in terms of vocal prayer where we're 
praying novenas and devotions and things that are written out for us. I'm talking prayer in terms of a conversation, especially in light of what's going on in our lives. We need God to talk to and also to listen to and to guide us. And so there you go. Take courage, Jesus says to them. It is I, do not be afraid. And half the time we're afraid maybe to even go to Jesus. Or we think we should figure this out on our own. This isn't that big of a deal. When I sometimes rely on myself, excuse me, when I rely on myself, I'm being prideful. When my spiritual director told me I should be asking Jesus every single moment of every single day what to do next, I thought he was insane. But that is truly what living in the Spirit is. Because we need God's words, not ours. We need God's strength, not ours. We need God and the Holy Spirit to work in us and in other people, especially if what's going on is a relationship issue or a tough conversation or problems with people that you work with, people in your family. That is the difference between keeping our eyes on Jesus and trusting him rather than what Peter did, who was looking at the storm around him. The wind's blowing, the waves are crashing. He's out on the water. How in the world could he have possibly thought that he was going to drown? He was already out there. He took his eyes off of God. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I think of that all the time. Why do I doubt that God isn't going to help me in this situation? Or why do I doubt that if I want to have a conversation with someone that is going to be difficult, that I don't trust that God will lead me and that God will also touch the heart of the person that I'm talking to? Especially if we're having a conversation that isn't an easy one. Because we need God to come into our heart and to give us the loving words that we need. Because we're either resentful or not forgiving that person or angry. Or maybe we're just trying to speak truth, but we don't exactly know the words to say in order to reach that person. That's why there's so much humility in looking at the Lord all the time and saying, what is it that you want me to do? Not my will be done, yours. Not my words, yours. Even in our prayers, when we're petitioning for something, our prayers could be not so pure. They could be very selfish, self-serving, and not for the good of the people around us. Maybe it's a right fight, if you will. I don't know if you've been in an argument and all you wanted to do was prove to that person that you were right. And as you go through that debate, that argument, that discussion, whatever word you want to use, it never goes that way because they feel like they're right. And then the two of you aren't listening to each other at all. Relationships are so unique. Each person that we know, we have to approach in a new, unique way. I can't talk to my mom like I talk to my dad. 
I could, but it's different. They're different people. They come from different places and have different experiences. So if you're in a situation where you need to have tough discussions or things around you just aren't going the way that you want them to go, right back on to God. Remember, Jesus was on the mountain by himself praying. And that is a model for us. We're supposed to imitate him. Typically, he's praying before something monumental happens, like, oh, I don't know, walking on water. (laughs) So let's remember, Jesus is always there. He's not sleeping in the boat. He's wide awake. We just need to turn to him with our eyes and our hearts and our minds and say, Lord, help me. And immediately he will reach out his hand. So if you're in a situation where you don't know what to do with people and relationships, it's a conversation you need to have with God. And that's a conversation, meaning you talk to him and say, Lord, I don't know how to approach this situation. Can you please help me? And then listen. Listen, 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 listen. It's so hard to hear God if we don't allow him to speak. Listen to the thoughts that come into your head. Pay attention to your body. Does it get calm or peaceful when you're allowing the Lord to just come into your heart? Physically, you may feel some anxiety release. And I want to tell you this, the conversation is never going to go the way that you think it's going to go. (laughs) How many times do you try to practice the words, but yet the conversation doesn't even go in that direction? We can't possibly know what the other person is going to say or how they're going to react. The only thing that we can do is to choose words and be genuinely loving. Even if our conversation is a correcting type of conversation for someone, how they're living their life, or we're trying to speak truth. It's really difficult to do it on our own, speaking truth with love. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus and have that conversation throughout the day, during the talk that you're having, The Lord will help us along. When we don't ask the Holy Spirit or Jesus to come into our life, then we're flailing on our own. We're being prideful. And who knows the attitude that we will have while we're having that talk. We have to remember where people are at on their journey. And remember that sometimes they just won't have eyes to see or ears to hear. They may not be very kind. They might be downright rude. But in the end, if you approach it with love, I always like to say, you know, this isn't a really easy conversation for me to have, but I love you so much. I just want you to know that. And then I dropped the bomb. (laughs) Just kidding. But I greased the skids. 
especially if it's not an easy conversation. Remember when I shared with you the, the talk that I had with one of my stepchildren about not having his girlfriend spend the night anymore? I didn't know how that conversation was going to go, but I said, I, I'm in a part of my faith and I'm looking out after your soul. I love you so much. And this is really difficult for me to say because at one point in time, I was doing what you're doing and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And I would have never in my wildest dreams expected him to say, I kind of felt that this was going to come one of these days as you were going deeper in your faith. I figured that this was going to come and here I was all fearful that he was going to scream and yell and I'm not his biological mom. How is he going to take this? It was so much better than I could have ever imagined. And I think that's how the devil plays with us. He wants us to be fearful and wants us to not have conversations that will take the weight out of the room. The elephant in the room, for that matter, that topic that everyone knows we need to talk about, but nobody talks about it. The devil wants us to keep resentment and anger and anxiety and worry and fear in ourselves and there, therefore, honestly, it's going to be cast onto other people because it's going to be sensed. But if you have love and kindness and all of that, and you approach it that way first, you've taken away any of the negativity. Like, don't start with, we need to talk. I mean, that just puts the worst damper on any kind of conversation. If you come toward that person and say, you know what, I love you so much, but I just have to speak something that's been on my mind for a while, you're easing it. You're, you're loving them first. It's going to open their heart, their ears, their eyes in a different way. But sit with Jesus. Ask him to soften your heart. Ask him to give you the words and to speak with love. And you know what? Just do it. The more you put off that confrontation, the more you put off that topic, the worse it's going to get. And I did just that with my stepson. I put it off for like two months and it was eating at me. I kept taking it to confession. I'm not telling my stepson not to sleep with a girl in our house and it's my house and I'm not taking courage as he says, again, this gospel, if we read it and put it in to context in our life right now, whatever it is that we got to deal with, maybe it's financial issues, maybe you are looking for a job and not able to find one, maybe it's with people at your job, maybe it's relationships in your family, maybe it's illness or some other catastrophe that's coming like death, etc. Maybe you got a big old wedding coming up and you're going to see people that you really don't like or there's a lot of family issues that you've got to deal with. The sooner you deal with it, with love and with Jesus, the better you are going to be. And the more calm and peaceful everyone is going to be because you're going to take away any of that tension 
The Lord will help you through it, I promise. So keep your eyes on Jesus, trust in him, have faith that he will be there during that time. Pray for that other person's heart to be softened and to receive your words as you intend them to be received with love. And you may be shocked at how easy it was and now it's over. You've spoken the words, it's out in the world and the devil lost because he's not still having you sink into this depression and anxiety and fear of having the conversation. It's out there and then you can move on. That is what it's all about. Life is filled with people that we don't see eye to eye with. But we still need to speak truth. We still need to speak what's on our heart. But in the end, do it with love. And meet them where they are. They're not going to understand, per se, your faith or your encounter with Jesus if they've never had one. But they may understand why you believe what you believe and why you're thinking what you're thinking and why you're saying what you're saying. I know I'm speaking like around and about, but I know that there's a lot of people who have different situations that they have to face. And it's just a matter of taking courage, keeping your eyes on Jesus, and don't doubt that it's going to be the worst conversation in the world. It's going to rip up your relationship. If you go with love, everything changes. Their heart will too. All righty, everyone. I love you all. Go find something more with God. Face what you need to face with God. And you will be amazed. Have a blessed and inspired day.